0: This is the Roots Student Ministry podcast, where our mission is for middle school and high school students to establish strong roots in their relationship with Jesus by connecting in the body of believers, growing in their knowledge and faith, and going to serve the community and the world. If you would like more information about us, check out our website at icrossroads.org roots, or you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at CSM Roots. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this message. Hey everyone, my name is Tyler and we are in the final week of our series called Table of Context. Have you ever been excited, like really excited to see a movie? Imagine this, it's opening night for the new, much anticipated superhero movie. And you're a big superhero movie aficionado. And you start getting excited about this movie almost two years ago when the studio announced that they were filming it. And in the two weeks leading up to the premiere, you hosted a superhero movie marathon with your friends watching all of the movies that lead up to this one. And you've seen the trailers and advertisements all over social media that convince you that this is about to be the best one yet. So you show up at the theater early to get the best seat and you get yourself a huge bucket Of that delicious buttery popcorn, and you're ready. The movie begins, and it starts out slow, and that's okay though. It'll get better, except it doesn't. You realize that the movie trailers show the best parts of the movie. The plot is predictable. The special effects are tacky, and your favorite character has the dumbest lines. And the movie is a total disappointment. You go home feeling like you just wasted twenty bucks and a whole bunch of energy. Can anyone relate to that? Okay, so maybe you're not the crazy that crazy about superhero movies, but you've been excited and let down about something else. And in this series, we've been talking about what the Bible is and what it is for and what it means and what it does for us. And in case you missed it, we made some pretty significant claims about the Bible, that it helps us know God, that we can know what it means in its context and ours, and that it changes us for the better. But if we're being honest, maybe it feels like the Bible isn't all it's hyped up to be. Maybe you think that the Bible helps us know God, but you read it and it feel, and you feel confused about God. It seems like God says or does things that are contradictory. You feel like the Bible doesn't answer your questions about God, but is full of stuff that seems pointless like long lists of names that are almost impossible to pronounce and detailed instructions for making priestly garments? Maybe when you're told that understanding the original context of the Bible makes things clear, you just feel overwhelmed like you could never possibly understand what was going on in, in the mind of a first century Jewish person. You wish that the Bible would speak to the problems that you're dealing with today, like how to deal with online bullying or how to cope with the stress of schoolwork, and what to do with annoying little siblings. And maybe when you hear that the Bible changes us for the better, you're hopeful that it can change you for the better by curing your anxiety instantly, but it doesn't. And you feel like if the Bible can't help you with that, how is it helpful? Is it really actually that helpful? So what do we do when we feel disappointed by the Bible? While our feelings of disappointment may be real, they do change what the Bible is, what it says, and what it does. So let's talk more about that. To get an idea of what we should expect when we read the Bible, we're going to take a look at a verse from the book of Psalms. And the book of Psalms is in the Old Testament that is a collection of poetry, songs, and prayers of the people of Israel. And out of all of the Psalms, Psalm 119 is the longest. It's actually the longest chapter in the whole Bible. And the writer says this in Psalm 119, verse 105. Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. And I think it's safe to say that all of us understand light. And the idea of light hasn't really changed much over the years, so we don't need to dig too deep into the original context to know what this verse is actually saying. Light is a good thing. When it's dark out, it's nearly impossible to do certain things. We know better than to drive at night with the headlights off. When the electricity is out where we live, it's not fun trying to feel our way to the bathroom in the middle of the night. I'm sure that the writer of this psalm would have agreed once we explained the whole concept of headlights and electricity to him and he got over the shock of it all, when it's dark, light makes all the difference. And the writer is saying that God's word, more specifically the law that is found in the early parts of what is now known as the Old Testament, is a light for the path of our lives. Obviously, life is not a literal path. We are talking about the daily decisions that we make and the direction that they take us in. So God's word is a light for our path, which is good and helpful, but there are a few things that light doesn't do. For example, headlights don't give us step-by-step directions to our destinations like a GPS. A headlamp doesn't reveal the whole course of our journey like a map. A flashlight doesn't tell us everything that we need to know on the journey like a survival guide. All right, so you know what these things are, right? You know what this is, it's a a magic eight ball and I found it on Amazon for $14.99. And that's a steal for something that will give me an answer for any question I have. Okay, it's silly, but let's give it a try. Magic eight ball, should I go back to school? And answer is, my reply is no. Wow, that sounds great. But what does that actually mean? I mean, I need more details. Uh, Magic 8-Ball, is school bad for me? Most likely, oh my goodness, this is all going in the same line. Magic 8-Ball, should I just completely cancel and get out of school completely this year? Outlook good, okay. I think this is telling me some pretty bad stuff. This is not good. And I know using a Magic 8-Ball for real life things is kind of goofy, but you get the point. The Magic 8-Ball isn't helpful for us. Okay, what about this? Or imagine I got into a disagreement with a friend and things were tense, so I pulled out my phone GPS figure and tried to figure out what to do. And you'd think I was stupid, right? That's not what a GPS on a phone or the Maps app is for. All right, what about this one? This owner's manual right here is, is full of instructions for my Tahoe. So if I'm having car issues, this right here would come in handy and tell me what to do. Well, it would, but let's be honest, does anyone ever read instruction manuals? Nah, I barely even look at this. I just go to YouTube. The point here is that each of these things have a purpose. There are things they do and other things they don't do. A map, a GPS, or instruction manual spares no detail in telling us where to go or what to do. The Bible doesn't do that. We know that the point of the Bible is to help us know God, and when we are connected to God, we do have more clarity about who we are, where we are, and where we are going. So God uses God's word to, in a figurative sense, shine light on where we are so that we can see where we are and what's around us. The light helps us to take the next step in the right direction. But is knowing the next step enough? Do you ever wish that God would just show you every next step for you to take? I know I've wished that before. And even with a light, the dark can feel uncertain, lonely, and even scary. But find peace in the words of another Psalm in Psalm 27.1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? In our lives, sometimes we feel like we will feel like we are in the dark. Maybe you feel like you've been there or you are there now, or maybe you can't relate. Either way, we can be prepared for the dark by knowing God through the Bible so that we have just enough light to keep our footing and stay on the right path. Earlier in Psalm 119, the writer says in verse 11, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. He knows that the scripture helps him know who God is, what God likes and doesn't like, and by knowing that he can avoid doing those things that God doesn't like, or he has put, or as he puts it, sin. There's something intentional happening here. He has hidden the scriptures in his heart, which to me communicates that he knows and values them so much that they have become part of him. That doesn't just happen, but because the scriptures are part of him, he is ready for whatever comes his way. He is ready to do the right thing. And that's what the scriptures can do for us too. They can be a light to our path hidden in our hearts so that we are ready for whatever lies ahead. We can make the right decision and avoid making decisions that hurt God, others, and ourselves. The Bible lights a better path for our lives. In life, we all face decisions, big and small, and need answers. We might be tempted to think the Bible contains all of the answers that we need in life, And honestly, that would be nice, but the Bible doesn't have all of the answers and we will end up frustrated and confused if we try to find them. Even though the Bible doesn't give you detailed step-by-step instructions as a GPS or an owner's manual, that doesn't mean God doesn't care about the details. God does. And God knows every detail of your life, past, present, and future. But God doesn't just want to tell you where to go. God wants to guide you. And God will use the Bible to guide you. It will give you light and and just enough light and just enough clarity to take the next step on the path that leads to life. Here's the thing. The Bible is something that you have to spend time with. If you wanna learn to play guitar or beat that new video game or perfect that TikTok, you have to dedicate time to those things. Those things take time and it's the same for the Bible. The more you spend time with it, the more you will know it. The more you know the Bible, the more you will know God. And the more you know God, the more you know the kind of life God has for you. Hide the Bible in your heart so you can know God and live the life that God has for you. Practically speaking, what does this look like? Here are a few ideas of how you can read the Bible as a light to help you see and live the life God has for you. Number one, read a passage from the Bible for 10 minutes. John is a great place to start. The other eyewitnesses account of the life of Jesus, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Psalms or Proverbs, those are all great books to read as well. The Psalm that we read from earlier was was referring to the Old Testament law as light for our path. But what's amazing is that we now have the New Testament stories of Jesus and his followers to guide us. It actually helps us in some really practical ways. The goal here is to spend 10 focused minutes reading the Bible. And as you read, make a few observations about what the writer is saying. What does a passage say? And number two, talk with someone about what you read. Maybe that's your life group leader or another trusted adult. For as long as scripture has existed, people have talked about it in community. Reading scripture is not just a private practice. And when you talk with someone about what you read, chances are you will benefit from their perspective and their experience. What does a passage mean? Maybe as they share how the scripture has been a light in their life, you will realize even more what, more ways that it is a light to your life. What does the passage mean for you? Number three, memorize it. Pick a verse and figure out something to help you memorize it, whether that's an acronym or a song or writing it over and over on a piece of paper until it finally sticks in your head. I get that this might not sound like a good time, but hear me out. You'll never know when you might need those words to come to mind. Even Jesus memorized scripture and he called it, to mind. He called it to mind all the time so he could overcome temptation and lies. He understood that knowing scripture by heart was helpful for knowing God and doing what pleased God. So just go for it. Maybe your life group can memorize something together. The Bible is a light for our life. It may not always give us the specific answers that we want in the moment, but over time it illuminates the path of our lives. Yes, the Bible can be confusing at times, But like learning anything, like playing the guitar or doing a round off backhand handspring requires time and practice. We have to do both of those things to experience all the Bible has to offer. If we give it time, it will help us know God better, understand ourselves better, change us for the better and help us see and live the life that God has for us. So the question is, are you willing to give it a try? Are you willing to stick with it until you see how it brings light to your life. You won't regret it. So let me pray. Father, I just thank you for your goodness, and God, we just pray that uh, we can see the Bible as a light for our life to give us some clarity and direction in our life. We know that it doesn't just give us answers of what we're supposed to do, but it gives us answers of steps forward that we should take towards you. So God, I just pray that as we read the Bible, we become more in love with you and get to know you more. We thank you, Jesus, for your goodness to us and pray this in your name, amen.